0: Polyamory, courage to embrace what God has joined together. Welcome to the Priceless Podcast.
1: I um, have two names, so uh, my official name um, is female. It's Olga Gerasimenko. I. I counsel quite some people in polyamorous relationships and polyamorous parents. Um, and uh, my, my name uh, that a lot of my friends and significant others use is Loska, which is a male name from my childhood. A big part of my knowledge comes from my personal life experience and uh, from the involvement in the community.
2: My name is Frans. My full name is Frans Blokhuis. I'm from Amsterdam, from the Netherlands um i'm 28 28 years old yeah and i don't have a professional background in polyamory uh, like (laughs) josh but um (laughs) i I do practice it so um, i guess that's why i'm here
0: you mentioned that your father is a pastor so how is your relationship with your family if you're comfortable Mm. talking about this here
2: yeah I can share a bit about that um, I think my whole polyamorous situation has been a big elephant in the room for a long time in my family and um, <clears throat> with, with some of my sisters I've been able to talk about these things right from the start because they are pretty much on the same page um, with my parents especially um, it has been a bit more difficult uh, where I kind of felt closeted again for a bit and uh, yeah, that was not a pleasant feeling because as queer people we, we already were closeted once and I got really allergic to this whole sense of being in the closet mm-hmm. again. I just want my love life to be out in the open and to be celebrated and uh, I don't want to feel like I need to um, tiptoe around uh, sensitive uh, things. Um, but we've come to a point where, I mean, I've, I've introduced Manoi also to my parents and um, actually they are pretty open to it. Um, my parents, we don't talk about it a whole lot, but I know that they find it a bit difficult. I, I think they don't sort of celebrate it. So whenever I share something with them about my polyamorous life or whenever I would tell them that I'm in love, they're like, oh, okay, <laughs> and no, there's no confetti, um, yeah. and they also say this to me, like, we find it hard to to really celebrate with you, but it's okay, and you can, as long as, as you just be open about it, and so I think that's where we are right now. Um, so there's, I think, room for improvement, yeah. uh, but, but we're in a good place, and there is a lot of mutual respect, and I think that's a good yeah. starting point. Uh, yeah
0: yeah 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 thank you uh Liesh, lioshka you mentioned several uh, faith communities that you're connected to how do you feel accepted in those faith different faith communities
1: quite a question you know it's quite a question because i remember uh, one of my faith communities you know where I go going with some um, hearts on zoom when I mentioned that uh, uh, me and a dear person are now kind of picking up and starting dating from (laughs) being friends. And it was such a warm feeling, uh, such a feeling of being embraced and uh, being felt and seen. Um, But it's more complicated than that. I was really thinking when Franz was talking that like family-wise, I have... A wonderful chosen family where I feel very secure <laughs> and I remember my uh, um, one of my chosen parents uh, sitting with me <laughs> when I was heartbroken in the kitchen and um, um, you know going with their head uh, hand over my head and saying you're my, mm-hmm. my polyamorous kid <laughs> without mm-hmm. um, without really kind of um, maybe having so much clue and um, um, when I was heartbroken again, uh, they called me and uh, said to me, um, you know, I get nothing about it. I just want you to feel good. And I'm there for you <laughs> And uh, whenever you want to talk. And this was also, you know, very embracing. And I really think people sometimes don't have to get a clue uh, to embrace mm-hmm. other people, to to be close and... Um, but even, uh, you know, sometimes in the communities that are very dear to my heart and that are very, um, maybe, accepting as the European forum community, maybe it's not even, uh, maybe it's not even um, kind of, you know, this inacceptance or something, but still you feel the stigma, you still feel this difference, when uh, you're mentioning your important, um, your significant relationships, and you talk with tenderness about them, and then um, the person who's talking to you is telling, and this lifestyle you're practicing, and you're thinking, you know, and it's in a group of people, and you're thinking, like, what if I said to you, and this lifestyle you're practicing, thinking about Mm. your family, would be inappropriate, like, would be totally inappropriate, why do you tell it to me? Um, so yeah, there is stigma and the stigma shows in a way and um, it's Sometimes quite quite hard to be exposed to it and basically this also depends on how Exhausted how worn out you are from the stigma in your life because when it's not much maybe it doesn't hurt so much but when it kind of gets to you and under your skin when it's too much of it than it even small things hurt
0: mm. well i hope that things will get easier for you and i'm aware that i'm probably asking some questions that you're getting asked so many times that you might be already tired of all those questions mm. but uh, yeah i i just want us all to be open and that we don't have to understand everything to accept a human person we don't Mm -hmm. have to agree on everything but i think that we can still respect each other and learn from each other and i'm so thankful that you're willing to answer all these questions and hope that maybe if people listen to this podcast that they will ask less uh, questions Mm. and stop bothering polyamorous persons and people so you can just tell them oh you want to know the answer to this question just listen to that podcast
2: (laughs) here's a youtube link (laughs) yeah no but i think asking questions in general is not a bad thing as long as you maybe ask if it's okay to ask that question Mm -hmm. and if you also, um, if it's okay with you, if the person does not feel like answering. So if mm. if the answer is, oh, I don't want to answer that question, then um, yeah, that can also be a scenario. Yeah. But I mean, I'm always open to, to answering questions, definitely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like when people want to ask more questions and when they come from the point where they're generally interested and um, they don't ask questions to kind of to put down or to measure or to evaluate that. It's very very good when questions are asked. But it's also kind of when I'm thinking about my faith community, um, and I didn't think about this Orthodox one, so the kind of the official position of the Orthodox Church, Oh, we quarrel about that a lot. What is the official position of the Orthodox Church? (laughs) Can you uh, extract something and to say that's the official position of the church? Um, But uh, um, sometimes I've been like embraced, you know, by the Orthodox people quite a bit, and not always. um, Maybe from the point of really getting a clue, really understanding, or whatever. But from the from point of love, that's so important um and it's i think it's it's also kind of something very beautiful very reciprocated there are something some religious practices for instance that i don't get and i don't have to get them to respect people who for whom they are dear
0: yeah Mm -hmm. i think the hard thing yeah i think the hard thing for us is that we don't like to feel uncomfortable and new things make us feel uncomfortable but the thing is it's okay to feel uncomfortable we don't have to be feel comfortable all the time because that's how we learn everything anything that's new that we have to learn is uncomfortable as you lioshka said that's how rainbows uh, come Mm -hmm. about without rain there is no no rainbow Mm -hmm. well my next question is actually what brings you joy or makes you thankful for being polyamorous and maybe you already mentioned some things but not in this way but maybe you can just exchange accentuate. oh my god (laughs) accentuate! it doesn't work my tongue doesn't work accentuate accentuate that's what (laughs) that's (laughs) how i wanted to say it (laughs)
2: yes yeah, so the comparison thing is definitely a beautiful thing. Um I can totally recommend it to anyone. <laughs> like this mm-hmm. this feeling of love that is exploding. It's like mm-hmm. love times love that you feel when your partners are being uh yeah, are, are are being loving to each other. It's a beautiful feeling. Um another thing that brings me joy is I would say sort of the the fact that I know that I'm gonna fall in love in the future, and it's gonna be fun, um, and it's yeah something to look forward to in a sense. Although it's just gonna happen when it when it's gonna happen. But I like to have this sort of um, yeah idea that I haven't met everybody that I'm gonna love yet. Whereas I think that a lot of monogamous people would say like oh i've met the love of my life and we're married now and so this is going to be it for the rest of my life which which can be great as well but i i really like the this whole notion of uh i don't know all my lovers yet and i think that's an exciting thought to me
0: what makes you joyful and uh, thankful for being polyamorous
1: Well, who makes me joyful and thankful for being polyamorous are definitely people um, in my life. Other people, I uh, rejoice here in France, talking about his relationships. And um, I don't have like really a strong preference, like polyamory is like um, more cool than monogamy. Well, it's not, it's just truth about my life. And uh, Mm. I enjoy when people live truth about their lives. But it's definitely something I'm wired for, because I'm so wired for compassion. I'm so wired for being open to the relationships. And um, um, maybe it's this joy of uh, seeing all those people in my life, uh, being happy to be part of it, to finding some way to be part of it, and uh, finding places (laughs) for me in their lives. That's definitely it. And uh, maybe it's also, you know, all this uh, freedom to be yourself, uh, freedom to find all those different solutions, to be very flexible. And um, mm, I was thinking about like maybe not um, not having this part of um, relationship escalator where you have to do some certain things, but you're discovering all the time you're discovering something about love, about people you love, about um, how God um, is present there in your love life, and that is something wonderful, and um, it's a lot to learn, and um, this learning and this hard work that comes with it, and, and this honesty is also something I enjoy um, enormously, and um uh, you know, it's really, maybe... Um, maybe really kind of this this reality of life. So it's not how it should be, it's not trying to... Somehow adjust your life to what it should be, but discovering your life as it is, discovering the lives of your, of your dear people as they are. And uh, it's uh, so much not coinciding, but it's so much beauty in this not coinciding. So... Um, mm-hmm. When I was preparing and thinking about your questions, uh, basically what I was doing for the last several days, I've been talking uh, to the dear people of mine, asking, can I share this story and can I share this story? And uh, one of them said, oh, you can share every story, (laughs) Lerlin. You can even share this very, very, very special story from the very beginning about water lilies, (laughs) which still stays like um, one of the most beautiful um, memories. Um, and it was like this uh, for the person and it was like this for me and then we kind of relieved, you know, this memory Uh, remembering it uh, it was really special 20 minutes in the water lilies in plus 12 (laughs)
2: Mm.
1: (laughs) a very rare experience at 5 in the morning if I remember correctly Um, but um, uh, having it this special um, it was absolutely not about it having like been all rainbow and uh, you know, all... um, wonderful things only, because um, during this experience, uh, we held quite some boundaries that were tough to hold. Um, Definitely very tough to hold at this time. And us having some boundaries there in place, being very honest, very mindful about those boundaries, being quite frustrated about them, uh, it did not um, make this experience any less basically it made this experience more <laughs> it made us mm. being more congruent it made us um, to enjoy more what we were enjoying there you know without uh, maybe dismissing the whole experience because it was somehow awkward or the boundaries were somehow loosey we held those boundaries and it made us made it beautiful for us and uh, this is also maybe where it coincides for me or where it connects to me with my faith with um, Living the truth of my faith, living the truth of my life. When 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 you talk about polyamory, there are pl- plenty of those misconceptions. One is um, you're told that it's so hard work, and it's so much about you know just laying back um, in the arms of people that love you, and uh, enjoying the miracles that just fall you know <laughs> from the sky or from you know the arms of people that love you and um, at the same time um, there is this misconception that says it's all about ease, it's all about convenience and it's not Mm. love is never about ease, love is never about convenience, it's about Mm. discovering it's there and uh, what is my part in it what am I doing with it what I am responsible for and how do I take care of it Mm. so yeah having this richness and this fullness is my joy in it pretty much
0: Mm. I like that, what you said. Thank you. So we already talked a little bit about some misconceptions, and of course, some of my questions are even coming out of misconceptions. So can you tell us a little bit more about what the biggest misconceptions of polyamory are?
2: I think one of the biggest misconceptions, and this is also something that I was thinking a lot when i was introduced to polyamory at first is this whole idea that the more partners you have the more shallow the relationships are somehow Mm -hmm. so the less intimate you really get um, you can get the most intimacy out of one relationship and if it's shared over more than one person then it becomes less and less intimate Mm -hmm. Um, and i always like to compare this with sort of the metaphor of a cake and you can um, give everybody a piece of cake but yeah, the more people you want to share the cake with the less cake everybody gets um, and polyamory has sort of taught me to start thinking to stop thinking in that metaphor and to start seeing love and intimacy as more of a fire and the funny thing with fire is there is no such thing as Dividing up a fire, if you take one flame and you put a piece of wood next to it, you get two flames there's no su- no such thing as half a flame um so fire expands and fire sort of multiplies if you share it with other people um, and that's yeah really something that I learned from from polyamory is that love is uh, love is not something that scars you cannot you cannot you can never sort of give your last piece of love to someone um, there's love is abundance there's there's an infinite uh, resource of love, and there's always more love to share with people and especially if you share it, I think it will it will multiply it will become more
1: uh,
2: and it, yeah I think that's a beautiful image
1: um, although we have talked about it but uh, somehow maybe coming from this exclusivity that is so rooted in our culture, it is somehow supposed um, by the people outside often that you have this rivalry with your metamors who are your partner's partners, um, that you somehow tolerate them because they are there and you have to tolerate them, but better they would not be there. Um, and um, that you uh, maybe kind of have to negotiate more space for you, and so you compete with them in a way. And this can be the case. Um, But uh, in my relationships and um, in my experience talking with other people, I'm afraid to kind of overgeneralize, but quite often it is because um, the relationship is somehow um, not working, for you and then it is like this and um, uh, when the relationship is working for you and when you love the person who loves their partners then it's part of them so much um, their love for the partners and uh, it's so mm-hmm. much respect in it and so much happiness in them loving their partners um, that it's absolutely amazing uh, and um, maybe it also uh, makes possible all those honest talks. And, um, of course, one of, of the misconceptions is that you don't have jealousy when you're polyamorous. Of course, we are having heaps of jealousy, and it gets worse when it's like more insecurity, and um, sometimes you don't feel it at all when there is no insecurity, and when you feel very grounded and very happy. But... Um, I want once to uh, once again to share a story that a friend um Said I can share it was a story about them being very much in love falling very much in love with a person uh, with whom uh, and with metamors of whom they were having like a very complicated thing um, And then when their common friend saw them again, um, the common friend mentioned that you you have this jealousy and uh, And my friend said, oh, it's all okay now, we talked about it. (laughs) And then this friend said, how do your polyamorous people do that? It's not possible. You can not have this enormous, enormous jealousy. And then you just talk about that, and then it's gone. But that's exactly how you deal with jealousy. You talk through that, and you go through that. Um, And uh, you don't try to stuff it away, to put it away, or to find some context where you don't feel it. You trust it when you feel it, in theory, <laughs> or at least mm-hmm. you try to trust it when you feel it. Mm. And um, mm, one more thing that I wanted to share, and maybe I also already spoke about it: it's uh, not having those pre-agreements uh, so much. Uh, France also talked about it. Like agreements are important for people to feel safe, um, to have some something um, to start with. But it's more processing than having agreements. It's more maybe presenting your needs. And you can't say, we had this agreement, so I'm doing that. No matter what you feel, um, it matters what you feel, even if we had this agreement. If this agreement is not working for you anymore at some point. And um, it um, definitely... <clears throat> definitely... Um, It's not possible to say, we didn't have this as an agreement, so I'm doing it. Maybe we didn't have this as an agreement that we uh, don't pull pull the chairs, you know, (laughs) out of the sitting people. You cannot have, you know, everything reglementized. But um, if the person who is in a relationship with you is feeling unhappy, is feeling insecure, is feeling sad, Mm -hmm. pay attention to that. You don't say that's the agreements we're having and I don't bother. You do bother. Uh, So that is uh, maybe all those misconceptions that uh, come to my mind.
0: Mm. Mm. Before we continue, we'll take a short break.
1: We'll be back
0: in 30-ish seconds, so stay with us. I'm thinking about different ways how to engage more people in supporting this podcast. And some people said, be more aggressive. Hey, you! Support this podcast or I will... I will... I will... Well, I tried, but it didn't work that well. So if you want to become a supporter of this podcast, please click one of the links in the podcast description. When you think about challenges, what do you find as the greatest challenge or challenges uh, with polyamory?
2: Yeah, um, well, of course, we live in a monogamous culture, or at least... I do here, even in Amsterdam, um, even though people think it's super progressive, there's still a lot of monogamous rules and and, and mindsets here. And I was brought up within that monogamous mindset, so I was always taught that love works a certain way, and it was always uh, according to monogamous views on love. Um, If you switch to polyamory... A challenge is that there is not a lot of resources out there for you to really navigate polyamory and to understand mm-hmm. how this works and how these all these different relationships work. So for me that's, I think, a challenge. It also has to do with representation. Um, if I turn on the TV, I always get to see monogamous couples. If I listen to uh, pop music, uh, they always sing about monogamous love. Um, and so you really have to sort of invent your own wheel, so to say, mm. um and sort of yeah, figure it out as you go, and um that can be challenging, especially in the context of stigma and judgment um yeah, finding your path it can be difficult um yeah but then i mean the resources are there i mean there are there there definitely are books and podcasts and 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 youtube videos and stuff like that about polyamory yeah. so if you look it up you will definitely find them but they are a bit harder to find than all the resources that there are on on monogamous love
1: maybe i can just share one of them um because i have thought about it it's like um maybe being judged Uh, as a person who is looking for exclusivity um, Of course there's stigma, and stigma is very hard, you know, it's this stigma in the society and uh, But this being judged as though you're looking for exclusivity, that's something exhausting (laughs) And I would uh, so much love for um, us people seeing there where we are And when we are being honest with each other and talking from our hearts, um, to just listen to what we are talking and not to think what we are hinting at or, you know, Mm. kind of what could be behind it. Because Mm. life would be so much easier if we just spoke our hearts and if we mess up, then we would say we mess up. And, uh, yeah. You
0: know, all we need is not to forget that we're talking to a human being. To a person that has feelings uh, whenever we disagree and that these people are not much different and don't have that of that different needs than than we have they're probably the same so and we all need to be yeah. loved and accepted and respected and yeah that's that's part of who we are and what we need so whenever you disagree with someone and talk to them you know just know at the end they just need to be loved and accepted and not judged you know accepted as who they are even if we disagree
1: thanks for those yeah, and taken,
0: seriously.
2: Yes, yeah. taken
0: seriously yes yeah. taken seriously yeah
2: yeah for me that yeah. was a big struggle i think especially with my parents where i felt like i wasn't taken seriously i felt like they were only worrying about me and maybe saw this as some kind of rebellious face like oh mm-hmm. franz is now in amsterdam doing his uh sort of catching up with his teenage years because he spent them in the closet um no for me it's super serious and i really um i thought about it and i read about it and i studied i did a lot of study and research um, and it's about very strong feelings that I have and people that are super important to me in my life. And I really need that to be taken seriously. I don't want that to be seen as some kind of, um, yeah, rebellious, um, sort of kicking my, my background or, or being a, a rebellious teenager. Um, mm-hmm. it's me, it's who I am. It's, it's what I've been thinking about. It's what, what makes me happy. Um,
0: What would you like to see in society that would make your life as a polyamorous person more enjoyable?
2: Um, Yeah, I think, again, it has a lot to do with the the representation. So I would love to see more representation in the media, uh, more diverse representation as well. Um, Every once in a while there's maybe a series where there's a polyamorous Relationship, but then often um, something goes wrong, or you know, there's not a happy ending, or it's kind of the the kind of representation that I'm not really looking for. Um, I would love to see stories, uh, television shows, movies where polyamory is just there, and it's not really the main topic of the of the medium, of the of the movie or of the television show, but it's just there, and, and people are happy and they are living it and um, that would be really nice because that's very I don't really see that a lot if ever Um, yeah and I think that will that would be very helpful for polyamorous people also to normalize it Um, yeah Uh, and I think the way we organize our society is really built around Couples of two um, yeah. if we look at our economical systems uh marriage um all these things, it is not possible to have to legally have more than than two partners um, so yeah, that would definitely be nice if that would change um, if people would recognize and acknowledge that love is not always um fixed between two people but there is a lot of diversity there Um, I I have nothing against monogamy but I think that a lot of people are monogamous for the wrong reasons and they are monogamous out of fear and, and because they have never heard of polyamory and if they do they immediately feel overwhelmed by all these fears that they have and insecurities and I think if we stopped raising our kids with the idea that with sort of the disney um prince charming meets the princess image of monogamous love i think we can create a generation of people who are a lot freer and um maybe also a lot more secure about themselves um and i would love i would love to see that i would be very curious to see how that yeah what that would 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 look like so Mm -hmm. yeah
0: i actually met some people who discovered that they're polyamorous throughout their monogamous relationship so what would you tell them to maybe encourage them or that could help them on this journey of Actually, starting to be open because you mentioned polyamory is about honesty and openness. It's not something that you hide and do in the secret. So, what is maybe a good way to start talking about this to their partners that are now or think that they are in a monogamous relationship?
1: If you're entering, you know, from the point of uh, your partner, uh, having your partner and your partner not being sure about polyamory or not being polyamorous. Um, I have thought of that and um, I have already told that for me it is very crucial to share the mess, not to come up to your partners with ready-made solutions you know, something like this Uh, to say what is alive in you, what some (laughs) non-violent communication people say (laughs) and um, to listen to what is alive in them and to believe There is a path. There is a path for you. Uh, Maybe this path doesn't look like what you believe now it should look like. Um, But that is kind of the whole thing about relationships, that we do not know where the path leads us. And we can trust ourselves, we can trust God, um, and take the path, and uh, love each other, and (laughs) feel the frustration when we feel the frustration, and just move forward, be honest, and uh, look for the solutions uh, which are taking everybody's needs into account, this way or other.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you say they discover that they are polyamorous, I guess what you mean is that they probably notice that they are developing feelings for someone else outside of their current existing relationship. Um, Yeah. So... Yeah, there's a lot of things that I would tell them. First of all, I think I would tell them that it's okay to have those feelings. I think a lot of people would immediately feel a lot of guilt or feel like there's something wrong, something's the matter, something's wrong with their existing relationship. Uh, it's not. And that's the great news of polyamory is that you can definitely have these feelings for multiple people at the same time. So don't worry too much about that. And then... Yeah, I would definitely recommend um trying to have those difficult conversations with your partner about this and, and be honest with them. Um I also think a lot of times in these situations maybe couples can have the conversations and maybe the the scenario can be really nice where they sort of find each other and they say, Okay, you know what, let's let's go for it, let's do this. Um, but then they always, or, or not always, but they often have sort of the tendency to, um, set up some rules, uh, to sort of keep them sort of safe, or they might feel like they keep them safe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important to always, um, keep in mind that this new person, this new love interest is also a person with feelings and with fears and is actually very vulnerable by, um, sort of entering your existing love life and your relationship. So please do bear in mind that um, the rules that you might set up can at some point harm this new person. I think a lot of couples who open up their relationship, they develop feelings for someone and there is a sense of attachment with this new person. But then as soon as it gets too intimate for them, or if they feel like it's out of their control, they, they fall back to those rules that they had set up. Like, okay, you know what? I want to end it right here, right now. I'm using my sort of veto right. Um, I'm telling him to end this relationship with this new person. And then what happens is that the new, Person is on their own again, and the couple just lives on together. Uh, and they have each other, and this is a very painful situation for this new person. So definitely, yeah, be careful with with that and with the. Um, I would say before you sort of delve into it and and really um, sort of limitlessly uh, date and and and. Try to start with really investigating and and also being really honest about um, the fears and the insecurities that you have Um, and yeah, read about it and and listen to podcasts like like this one and sort of make an effort to really do some research. Um, And if you feel the need to set up rules, really try to honestly ask yourself, why do I want to set up this rule? And is it really because I think it will benefit the situation or is it because I have still have some fears and some doubts and I want to be safe and sort of have a rule to fall back on? And I think a lot of the times, if you're really honest, the truth is that you have some insecurities and you need the rules to um, sort of be able to deal with the insecurities. But I think, yeah, it's... You will get a lot further if you can put aside the rules for a while and um, sort of dive into the deep and um, take a leap of faith and, um, yeah. But also from, from a background of, like I said, from, from a basis of research and communication and honesty and, and openness. Mm. I think that's, that's very important yeah Mm. but please be aware of the feelings of the new person because that goes wrong a lot of times yeah (laughs) where where the couple is just like oh you know what they can be in our relationship but only under certain terms and conditions Uh, and as soon as we don't like it anymore we will just throw them out again that can be very painful um so that's something to keep in mind i think
0: yeah yeah Thank you, Franz. Thank you so much for sharing your story, for answering my questions uh, that might be totally stupid, but no, they're not, they're not. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that we talked about them because, you know, these are questions that come up for me that I heard also from other people and I really wanted to talk about them. Thank you for your openness. Uh, thank you, Lioshka, you're not with us anymore at this point, <laughs> but thank you. thank you so much, <laughs> yes, for your input and for everything you shared, your story. Uh, for both of you, uh, what I said before, it's such an honor to sit here and listen to the stories and just, you know, enjoy this energy of openness and sharing and the connection that i feel to you and i really felt so relaxed with both of you uh thank you dear listeners and viewers for being with us for watching this uh as always the links for this topic will be in the podcast description this podcast was made in partnership with the european forum of lgbt christian groups subscribe like comment of course, I would encourage you to be respectful. And uh, yeah, just suggest this podcast to other people that they listen to it, that people that might find this helpful. Thank you, everyone. And see you for the next episode. Bye, everyone. And bye, Franz.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for your um, curiosity. It was very nice to have this conversation with you.